Hello? Hello? Are you all ready for the next session? Basically, this is sort of a workshop and presentation setup. So we just want to hear, um, because we have to engage you and have you part of the presentation later on, so now you're warned. We just want to hear, are there any English speakers here or uh, one English speaker? Okay, brilliant. We'll do it in English. <laughs> okay, we'll take the presentation in English. Yeah. Two. Sorry? Ah, two okay. speakers. Ah, two speakers, okay. Um, yeah, hello, I'm uh, Toka, and this is my colleague uh, Aska, and we're from a digital design agency here in uh, Copenhagen called Think. And um, what we will be speaking about is uh, how to pitch design. So um, just before we saw Christian from a Danish Design Center talking about that, that designers are not interested in, in uh, pitching design, but uh, I see a lot of people here, so I think we are, we are interested in pitching design because it's, it's very important. And so um, thank you for, for coming and seeing this, this uh, workshop. I think it's uh, the first time I've been speaking to so many people, so I'm probably a little bit nervous and be talking a lot of gibberish, but uh, <laughs> bear with me. Um, so what kind of design are we talking about, about what, what design to pitch? And um, design can be many things. It could be service design or it can be print design, but what we are going to talk about is is digital design, and uh, what Aska and I have been doing for about yeah. 10 years each, I think, is, uh, is digital design. I'm a, a user experience designer, and Asker is a project manager. Um, so, yeah. why is this important? Um, mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's really important to be able to pitch design, because um, you want to, what, what you're doing is either you're a designer, designing something really pretty, or is if you're a user experience designer, then you're making wireframes, then you almost always have to get through some kind of gate, some kind of gatekeeper. Uh, you've been working your ass off for, for weeks, making pretty design, pretty pixels, or pretty wireframes, and then at some point you have to present it uh, to, to a boss or to a coworker uh, or, or some guy who is a gate between you and the end user, the guy that you, you, were, you were making this stuff for. So this is what the workshop is about, is how do you get your design through that gate, that virtual gate? How do you get your design through and out to the end user? Because there's always a guy who can do it like this. <laughs> he can say, okay, I, I really don't get your design, so I won't take your design and, and give it to the end user. And that's why it's a really important skill, not, not only to be a really great designer in the sense that you're really good at putting pixels together or wireframing, but also in the sense that you're really good at pitching your design. So, and basically, as we all know, all, the, all of us who've been in this situation know this is really unfair. Because as Togo said, you've been working your ass off for lo so long, and then finally you meet this C-level boss, and you just say, no, that really doesn't work. Yeah. So just to get past it and really bring out the great design. Yeah, and um, yeah, as I said, uh, just to give you a little bit of background, who we are, um, I am Tuga. Uh, that's me, so right without right now I'm out uh, without glasses, and this is uh, Asker, and this is some of the companies that we've been working for. Um, yeah, maybe you know them, maybe maybe you don't, but I think what, of course, we come from uh, from the agency side, so a lot of our experience is from 
agencies who are pitching clients. But I think it's you can use the the, the things that we are talking about. It's it's the same situation if you're working within a corporation and pitching your design to um, maybe a boss, maybe another department or an IT department. Or it's it's just, I think it's the same it's the same skills and uh, it's the, the same situations. And uh, this is some of the clients that, that we're used to used to working for. Um, but um, just to get back to the the, the front page, that that of course. Uh, a gatekeeper doesn't go like this or like this. They 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 give they give the feedback in a, in another way. Um, they 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 will they will like camouflage 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 their their uh, their feedback. Um, so you could say, just like uh, Whitney Houston, ask how how will I know if if he really loves me? How how will I know if he if he loves your design? Um, because most gatekeepers won't say like, oh, I really like your design or I really hate your design. Um, instead, if they really hate your design, or if they do like this, they would say stuff like this. They would say, I don't think this fits our business strategy, or I really like the design, but I'm, I'm not sure about the customers. Or something like, this is off-brand, we're much more approachable. I, I don't know, have, have anyone tried this kind of feedback f for their design? Like, maybe put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried this a million times. Uh, even though I don't design pixels, but but but, but uh, also when you present wireframes, you can get this kind of, of feedback. Right? And uh, and basically, often what we meet, for example, like the final quote, "This is off-brand. We need to be more approachable." None of us actually make non-approachable design. No. And how to take the design you already presented and make it even more approachable? It really doesn't. It really doesn't make sense in relation putting this into pixels. So just to get past all these obstacles that really that really just a, a break point for coming up with your design. Yeah. So the overall objective of this uh, of of this this talk is to to get the gatekeeper to love you so he'll be like be like this. Like so when you present your design you want him to go like this like this is the greatest thing he's ever seen. You want him to be aesthetic. So that's what we're trying to we'll try to do today and uh, we'll put together a little agenda. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, elevator pitch. How much? How many of you know elevator pitch? How you do that? Okay, a lot of you. Uh, so you're probably better than at it than me. So uh, I'll just uh, get some feedback for 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 my pitch. How I would how I'd, I would put together an elevator pitch. Then we have a little workshop exercise. Then we'll do some group presentations. And then uh, Asker will will uh, reveal some dirty tricks. Yeah, that's 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 it. That's the um, really exciting part. Yeah, of the presentation. <laughs> exactly. But uh, let's start off a little bit with the with the elevator pitch, and uh, um, maybe before we start with with what is an elevator pitch, we, we have to ask ourselves what we are doing. What are we doing as as designers or user experience designers or or project managers? What are we actually doing? Are we what what kind of business are we in? What are we selling? Because pitching is about is about selling stuff. So what are we really what are we really selling? And this is a, a, a rhetorical question, so you don't have to answer. I will answer it for you. Are you selling graphic design? No, you're not. <laughs> are you selling wireframes? No, you're not. You're actually selling ideas because what most of us do, if you spend a lot of hours doing a wireframe or a lot of hours producing a digital design, you're giving this what, what you're doing to some other guy who will then give it to some other guy before it eventually meets the end user. It's it's a long journey before your what the thing that you're actually doing before it actually meets 
the end the end user. So what you're doing is is an an idea that some some other guy has to to catch and work with and put it to the next guy, which then eventually will meet the end user. So what you're actually selling is an an idea. You're selling an idea to your coworkers. You're also selling an idea to a boss who have to buy your design. Or you're selling an uh, idea when you're pitching a startup, like uh, the guy who was here yesterday from from uh, what was possible, pos, pos, the POS app. These are also about selling an idea. <coughs> and uh, actually, the startup guy who was, who was just here before, he also asked the, the talked about uh, Simon uh, Sinek, who's who's had this famous talk, uh, TED talk about start with why, and uh, he he puts it this way that that. Ideas alone are not scalable only when an idea is put into words that a lot, of, a lot of people can clearly understand. An idea can aspire action. And that's actually what I'm talking about, that, that what you're doing, you're giving it to someone else that, that you want to take action. You're, you're making a graphical design or digital design, and you're giving it to a front-ender who has to do some, some kind of action. You want him to do uh, amazing work and take your design and make it really brilliant in the front-end. So you're, you're passing on an, ide an idea to another guy. I'm getting really close to you. Yeah, okay, really so nice. it's, it's a third trick, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, so what you're actually selling is is an idea. Um, an idea that can aspire some kind of action. And a good way of, of communicating an idea um, is when you put an idea into an elevator pitch. So most of you are familiar familiar with the elevator pitch, but the really short uh, description of an elevator pitch is, uh, is something that you can can do or can do in 60 seconds so that when you go into an elevator you can you can tell a guy the guy that's standing in the elevator about your idea in 60 seconds 60 seconds and he will think it's a great idea um, so wh what does this mean mean for us that that uh, why is it, could it be a good idea to have this kind of elevator pitch I think it's a it's a good idea because most of the designers I see, they, they, when they pitch they, uh, their idea, they, they, they pitch uh, a lot of crazy buzzwords. Like <coughs> many designers, when they pitch, they talk about flat design or they talk about parallax scrolling. Um, so so that when, when you present your design, they, they say, okay, we created this new amazing design for the front page. And uh, it's really great because it's flat design and it has this amazing effects where the layers are scrolling. But but the audience or the, the buyer, the gatekeeper, he can he can really connect with this because he don't need flat design and he don't need parallax scrolling. He needs to sell more or have happy clients or reduce costs. So he can really connect with, with what you're telling him as a designer. I know that that's the tool that you use. You use a tool called flat design or you use parallax effects some all, all of that stuff but in his world it's it's all about selling more or have more happy clients or reduce cost so i think a lot about um when when you're pitching design instead of talking about how your design looks like describe its its features like oh it's this color or it's uh, we have a big a big beautiful image Let's stop talking about how it actually looks because they can see just like you and start talking more about what problem it solves and how. So what is the, the, the problem that you're ad addressing? Are you trying to make a design that, that sell more or is it, is it a design that, design that reduce costs? Or what, what is it actually doing? And, a, and a, <coughs> a really 
good example, I think, is from, uh, from uh, if you remember the movie The Wolf of, of Wall Street, where he's, he's actually showing this, uh, the, the point I'm trying to, to make. And uh, I'll just play this little scene from it. Show him how it's done. Boom. Sell me that pen. Watch. Go on. Let me show this fucking pen. That's my boy right there. This pen. Fucking uh, sell anything. Why'd you do me a favor? Why'd you name down that napkin for me? I don't have a pen. Exactly. Supply and demand, my friend. See what I'm saying? He's creating urgency. Oh getting to want to buy the stuff. Convince them it's something that they need. Okay, so if you're selling a pen, he's not talking about the pen and how it looks. He's talking about what, what problem it it uh, it solves for you. That, that you want to write something, you want to write your name on a, on a blanket. Okay, here I have a great product for you. So <coughs> one of the one of the businesses that have been really good at the at, um, at designing uh, pitches is, is startups because startups pitch all the time and there's competitions all over the world where, where startups pitch uh, against each other. And, and, and startups have, have this, uh, this formula that they use for pitching or for making an elevator pitch. And it goes like this. So it's like we solve a, a problem by providing some kind of advantage to help some kind of target, like target group, accomplish some goal. So, for instance, uh, we have uh, Fleming here, who, who yesterday spoke about for uh, Plan Day, which is, um, I think, is a 10-year-old company, but uh, but but still consider themselves a startup. And uh, you could use this formula on on Plan Day. It would it would go, go something like, uh, we solve uh, shift planning problems by providing an online uh, system for shift planning to help restaurants uh, leisure. And, and other companies accomplish um, more efficient shift planning. That could be a way to use the, the formula. So, so this is a, like a, a good way of trying to, to pitch a, a startup. But you could also take this, um, this uh, formula and use it for a, a, des a design. And I will do that in just a second. But I think the, the, the key here is actually the, that you're very good at pointing out what is the problem. What is the problem that you're solving? Like for a plan day, it's they're solving the problem of uh, of it's very very hard to, to make make a plan of uh, of, of workers uh, yeah planning planning their shifts. Um, so it's it's the same point as as before, but but it's about pitching the problem and uh, not the solution. So a way you could do that is actually um, take take the same formula and use it for a design, and say okay this new design solves a business problem by some key means, unlike the current state, like the current design, or unlike uh, some competitor, for the customers who wants to do something. So just an, uh, as an, a quick example here, I, take, I took uh, the plan day site because uh, Fleming and I actually did this together. <laughs> um, so when, when Fleming, he presented this, uh, this design for his management within the plan day, he was, he was doing it uh, very effectively. And then in just a second, I'll, I'll show how he did that very effectively, but, but just to show you how you could do this, do this the wrong way, which Fleming not did, and I'm gonna, gonna say, you did this. <laughs> this is what Fleming not did. <laughs> so when he, uh, when he presented the, the design, he, he didn't go into presentation mode. And this is what I call presentation mode, just as I told you about before. Like, if you see this, this design, like the presentation mode of this is just saying, okay, I created this really beautiful website and it has a dark overlay and here I have some uh, text and I'm using the Avenir font. This is like really presentation mode and a lot of designers make the mistake of going into pre presentation mode. 
the right way to do it is to pitch it. And the way you go about pitching this is saying, okay, this is the new plan data.com. This design is focused 100% on generating leads by demonstrating how plan data can make employee scheduling much more easy and effective for managers. Using M&E. Using M&E. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So can you see the difference that, that, that w in, in, uh, in the one mode we're, we're just presenting the, the, the features of, of the design. We're just saying, okay, it's black and overlays and, and parallax scrolling. But here we're going into what the, our, the gatekeeper is, is, is thinking about. Okay, if I, if I buy this design, will it get me more clients? Will I make more money or will I reduce costs? So this is the way that, that you could uh, attack uh, a gatekeeper with a, a more... I don't know, a, a better pitch, essentially. And when this is supposed to be a workshop, if you had any feedback or any comments relating to this, just bring it on. You'll have to use this yourself in just a few minutes. So uh, if you had any question that we need to elaborate anything, just bring it on. Otherwise, we'll go through. So yeah, just to sum up, this is, this is like uh, the difference between the two. And uh, if we take the, the, the right, right way of pitching, we could try and... and, and put it down into kind of a, a, like a formula where uh, you say, one. yeah, an, an unreadable thought. Uh, but uh, here it's actually where we took the pitch, uh, the, the, the plan day pitch of the, the new design and tried to, to put in the, the formula and say, okay, the, the formula is that we try first to say, okay, what kind of business problem is this the new design solving? How are we doing it? In, uh, in, the, in the case of plan day, we did it by showing uh, real use case situation of, of the product. So that was like our key, key uh, way of, of, of uh, communicating uh, the design. Unlike what is the, the current state of the design, what, when we put in this new design, how is this going to totally change, uh, change the way people um, would think about this design and who is the key competitors? So we would just try and make a very, very quick exercise. Yeah. And I think Eska will... Uh, yeah, I'll ju jump into this one. Uh, if you just go further oh. to the next slide. Basically, when this is a workshop, what we want to do is we want to have you to try to make this use this exactly pitch formula just to get it under your skin and see how it works. And basically, we took a website that we didn't make, but we know the guys who did it, just to make we are, we have no part in this. No. So basically, the exercise is that uh, you grab your phones or computer or whatever you have and look at uh, BO Play, the new website. And basically what you have is you have 20 minutes and you'll just hook up with the nearest three or two uh, sitting next to you and you'll have 20 minutes and try to use uh, this formula on the website and see how can, how can we pitch, how can we pitch this. And after that, we'll be in the best public school manner ever, pick out different groups mm. and have them present the pitch so you better do the work. And we'll use the, uh, one of the old tricks is, of course, the ones who are looking at the most down into the floor will pick first. So mm. just so you know. So basically, we have the formula. And if... Uh, the secret formula. The yeah. secret formula. Yeah. And uh, if anyone walters off and they can't see the screen, just come up to us and we have a range of small handouts uh, they can use. And you have like 20, 25 minutes or something like that. So... Grab your nearest uh, colleague, co-worker, or person sitting next to you, two, three, four people, and uh, start working on the elevator pitch of BO and play.
Okay, we'll be starting up again. Are you guys ready for use the secret sauce formula? I think we're, we're lacking one or two groups, so we'll just wait. Uh, but just if you place yourself in, uh, in the groups you've been working at, and uh, we just, are there any volunteers, or we do, do we start picking out? You, okay, that's a brilliant group. Okay, if you'll join me up here, and then you'll start pitching the, uh, pitching, uh, using the formula, and then we'll, both uh, Toga and I, and you'll give some feedback on what you think. I will just run a few, through a few sessions of this. Um, yeah, speak really loud. <laughs> Hmm. That's a great pitch, I think. <laughs> yeah. Are there any thoughts? Feedback? <laughs> Even louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? How was it working with the uh, with the formula? Uh, I think it was good. Actually, we had a we had a good discussion. Mm. Yeah. We have this one. Yeah. Thank you. We had a lot of uh, ideas qu quite quick, mm. and they had a lot of uh, uh, yeah, trying to go into the different websites. We were into Hi-Fi Club, that's a Danish site, and also uh, Apple's site. And then B and O, and how did this differentiate from the other sites? And we saw this about the user in a Nordic environment that focused on detail and the cup of coffee, the relaxed atmosphere. And I think that's if if you have a Mac, it relates very good to the lifestyle <laughs> you want to live. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, yeah, and maybe also exactly uh, the focus on the item. Uh, because here the item becomes a part of a dream, of a vision of me. I want to be that model with the uh, thin uh, chin bones and everything. <laughs> it's not. I, I'm not going in there to just purchase those earplugs. Mm. I'm going in there to purchase a dream. Mm. Uh, and and in that way, you can see they know their segment. This is not only speci uh, the best specifications uh, for these earplugs. This is a dream and a brand I'm purchasing. And if I'm a BNO uh, purchaser. That's exactly what I want to do. I want the brand too. So yeah, they they actually really found their segment really good. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe just adding, if you ask about the formula, yeah. I think it was it was once we've had the discussion on what we experienced on the side, it was pretty easy, simply to use this as a structure to, yeah. to formulate the, the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, as a checklist. Like. Yeah, exactly as a checklist yeah. for what to include yeah. in the pitch. Yeah. So uh, any of you designers, or what are you? Job situation. Yeah. Mm. 
And I also heard, overheard that that uh, that you would be you, you talked about that when you were presenting design internally that you would go about this in in, in this way instead of like could you elaborate yeah, it was a little? It's kind bit? of an, an eye opener also for us when we looked at how do we pitch our design uh, mm-hmm. back home in, in our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got inspired from, from, from this side that maybe we should think more about uh, putting our design or, or placing our design uh, and, the, and the product that, that represents the design, put that into a context mm-hmm. instead of showing for an app, instead of showing <laughs> a smartphone with the yeah. app on it, we should show a guy using the smartphone in a specific environment solving a problem. Yeah. Mm. So ah. yeah. A bit naive ah. maybe, but no. still ah. very Makes straightforward. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Are there any other groups? How about uh, you guys? Will you join us on stage? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we are from uh, Danfoss, me, Suzanne. Uh, Auto Butler. Yeah. So. Uh, we sing you <laughs> okay, uh, I think the word needs some polishing, but um, by this new design, we're introducing a new lightweight and classic universe. Uh, we are doing this by introducing a new portfolio, uh, unlike the old and dusty dark website, portfolio slash portfolio, and we're doing this for younger people between 30 and 20 and 30, uh, who wants to be part of the classical, the classic legacy of the Bang & Olaf, Olaf universe. So, that was it. That was what we oh. reached. Oh. <laughs> Glass <laughs> are shattered. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. It was a Bang & Olaf <laughs> new time. What are your thoughts on the process of making this pitch? Yeah, I, I don't think we had such a straightforward and, and uh, good process as the others. So, we were talking a bit back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's a great way of, uh, you know, framing, framing the thoughts that we have, yeah. uh, especially with such an unstructured group as ours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. groups typically are very unstructured, so that's a good thing. Basically, just, just a small remark to the pitch. It's, in our experience, it's very dangerous to, um, to be too harsh on the old design. Yeah. Either because if you made as an agency and do the redesign, you shouldn't uh, talk that much bad about it because you actually did it at a point. And the, and the other thing that's good to remember is the people you're presenting the new designs who probably also bought the old one. Mm-hmm. So not to, like, not to put them into a bad light that they really bought something that's not that interesting or dark or gloomy or whatever. So be careful. Better to emphasize how brilliant the new thing is than to uh, talk too much bad about the old thing. Unless they know it's really shitty, then you can do it. But otherwise, be careful about that uh, that part of uh, presenting new design. Cool. Yeah. Any feedback from uh, you guys? Completely silence. We'll give them a big hand. Yeah. Thank you. Should we grab another front row uh, front row group? Yeah. Uh, we have a more business. Could you say where you're from? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Kim from Dwarf. And I'm Jens from Nukredi. I'm Peter from Moabe. Lars Nukredi. Yeah. Okay, our pitch is um, 
The new design increases online and offline sales by providing an appealing shopping first and discovery experience now available on all devices for music lovers who want the best possible listening experience regardless of background no noise. Hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Could you do it again? Just a bit slower, then we'll get all, okay. all the details yeah. with. Uh, the new design increases online and offline sales by providing an appealing shopping first and discovery uh, experience now available on all devices for music lovers who wants the best possible listening experience regardless of background noise. Hmm. Clean and simple. Yeah. I think in it's a really good pitch also yeah. because they, they really, you, you get get the, the the key feature of the, the the product you get that into the actual pitch because, but you're not you're not telling the uh, the concrete feature of the product first but you're just putting it in in the last in the pitch so that that also typically if you're pitching for a client they also want to know if, if you know their product so so that and you know it really well so I think if I was at BO play I would be happy that I spent a lot of hours designing this amazing earplugs that re reduces noise and that you in, in some way have have thought about that in the design so 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 that's i think it's a good good way of pitching that you that you show that you under really understand the the product um but but put it in, into the pitch and i think it's it's a great way do you use anything similar uh when you're home at uh, work or is this new turf for you how how do you eternally present for example projects and so on I think it was a very good idea. I think we should have kind of uh, more like a brainstorm. It was hard doing uh, next to each other on chairs. Mm. <laughs> uh, so maybe it would be even better at mm. home. I haven't tried it before, but I think it's a good uh, structure mm. way to uh, present new stuff. Yeah. And normally I, I have the role as a gatekeeper, so yeah. I'm <laughs> usually the one turning my <laughs> thumb ups and downs. So it's, it's kind of funny to get to sit on the other side yeah. of the table. Um, yeah, but I, gu I guess this is yeah, something that I would like to hear at least, that that, uh, that uh, our um, agency knows what we are working with, what we have dealt with before, yeah. and not, uh, yeah, not putting too much uh, uh, bad words on, on, on the old design. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll at least have one more. Are there any volunteers who uh, think they will try this? Yeah. Cool. Just to make it even more intimidating. <laughs> My name is uh, Søren. I'm from Klausner and Partners. I'm Fleming. I'm from Plan Day. I'm Aubrey from Plan Day. And here's our text. The new design solves the former uh, an accessible product, telling new and younger audience that B&O is for their generation. By attracting, intriguing, and engaging the audience, Letting them experience the product. Hmm. What was the next? Unlike other tech companies who only sell audio, we sell fashion. Um, 
who wants the this? It's um, uh, people that are aware of themselves, they're brand conscious, and they understand the signal value of fashionable products and brands. It's hmm. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great insight that they're not trying to to sell hi-fi products. They're trying to sell to sell fashion. That's a, that's a lot of difference. Of course, we all know the, the Apple story, but um, but I think the Bill uh, Play has a has a has a different kind of of, of touch, and um, and I think they're really good at at at, at the being like a fashion brand with all the, those beautiful pictures. Um, so I, th I think it's yeah, it's a, it's a great pitch to talk about. That's they've what they're doing. They've all, they've always had a legacy. Yeah. Having great audio and design, yeah. but audio doesn't really change. No, design does, mm -hmm. and they've sort of been held back for maybe a, a decade or so. Yeah, and it's like telling the younger generation that we're here, we're yeah. back. Yeah, we've never really been gone, but here's a new product. It's more accessible. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's not like the your parents. No, uh, <laughs> this is something else. But yeah. it's still DNO. Yeah. And basically, other thing I uh, think it's good with the uh, with the pitch is basically that you dig into a business problem they already have, and you so solve and you solve that business problem by design. You're saying like the the old uh, the old BNO and the new BNO, and of course they're making a new new line, a new branch because they're having a bit of a problem. So that you actually solve a business problem problem by doing this, which is really really strong when trying to get past all these damn gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. Yeah. Thank you. We'll take the last one. Maybe some of the, yeah. You? Well, we were a bit uh, puzzled in the beginning because, uh, you know, this new design, that means there must be an old design that didn't work. And how does that old design look? We didn't we didn't knew that, so we tried to Google it. And, of course, it said that the BNO had a lot of economical problems and they were going bankrupt, you know, and, no, they were saved in the last minute. Um, but anyway, we thought, of course, uh, yeah, like the other group said, that uh, they're doing this new line because uh, they want to uh, look a bit younger, so we wrote this. The new design will rejuvenate the B&O brand by making it look more accessible to a younger audience. Unlike now, where the B&O values look old and conservative for the future consumers who wants uh, one day to become a B&O luxury TV owner. Short. Yeah, short and simple. So basically, what you, the, the key purchase motivation is actually a step towards owning owning the big product in the end. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on using this process? Did it work well for you, or is it something you you, you do in your everyday life? It was uh, quite complicated, but that was because we didn't have all the the background information, yeah. so we had to guess, you know, yeah. a lot of things. Do you have a design background, or what are your background individually? I'm a designer. 
I'm a product manager and UX designer. And uh, I'm a digital designer from Operate. Yeah. Hmm. So was this far from the way you usually present? This is the first 100% almost design group. Is this far from the way you usually present, or how do you go about pitching your pitching your solutions? I had some issues because I usually just jump in and try to explain why do we design, why do we use the colors mm -hmm. as we do, why do we use the fonts as we do, and the imagery and the design language, just to explain the CVI as such, yeah. and mm -hmm. trying to put those, you know, more sales approach buzzwords can be quite difficult. Yeah. So, but it, I think it's a, it's a good formula to, to just mm. to try to. You know, nail it into something simple and acceptable yeah. and as such. So. Uh, well, when I present to uh, clients, I, I skip the, the parallax scrolling stuff uh, because <laughs> because I know they don't uh, care about parallax scrolling. I think parallax scrolling is really great. But we all do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but usually I, I use uh, the helicopter viewing saying, well, this new design will give you uh, more leads, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So this is not far from the way you actually approach. No, I, I haven't decision. used this formula before. Ah. It's good, but uh, yeah, I've used it per intuition. Ah. Mm. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Basically, we'll just move on to... Are there any uh, comments? Or should, we just, should we just skip on to the dirty part? Basically, this is this is this is the sort of uh, sort of um, uh, how should I explain? This is the yeah. This is I'll just use dirty and this is the dirty part of the presentation. What we've actually Toga and I've been discussing uh, quite a while up to this presentation. How do we do? It, how we do actually? How do we pre uh, present? How do we make the design go through apart from this sort of business approach? And there are all of a lot other cheap tricks that we will not going to share with you. And we're not really sure that we have a job as a consultant after this because we revealed how we sell the design. But mm. uh, I hope you'll uh, bring it forth so it, it's worth, worth it. Mm. And please bring on any comments as as we go along. And if, if you have any similar experience or you think this is totally wrong or mm. totally off. Maybe, maybe we should also say that, that yeah. the, the secrets or the, the dirty secrets that we're showing here is for <laughs> when you are, are going for a client meeting or a big meeting internally and you, and you're, and you know, you have worked your ass off for weeks for, for, for designing something really great. And then you are at this, this moment where you have to present the design. So we're, we're talking about this very sp specific situation where you, we're going to present your design. Yeah in front of a, a gatekeeper. Yeah. So this is where we got some, uh, some tricks for yeah. you to, uh, to get it through the gatekeeper yeah. and out to the end user. How do we get past those 20 minutes, make it or break it? The first of all, it's pretty obvious, but it's still a really good thing to think about before you enter the presentation room. Who, who, I, who are you presenting this design for? Is it another designer? Is it a CEO? Is it an editor? Is it a, is it a product manager? And so on. Just make it really clear who, who of these gatekeepers can give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down because it has so much to do how you, uh, how you value, how you value your argumentation when presenting your design. And all of these different persons have different motivations. For example, a project manager really needs 
to make this go smooth and simple and not that much hassle? How can you present this design? So it seems like an easy thing to buy for a project manager. If it's a CEO, CEO or something with a, with a bottom line responsibility, how does this make his business better and so on? So be really, really precise of who can give you a yay or no on the design and, and angle the documentation towards that. And also remember, it's not uh, it's not only the target group. There's a lot of all uh, different cultural cultural issues. I know this is pretty basic, but it has a really big import. And depend, do you have to present this in Denmark? Do you have to present this in England? So on, there's a really wide scope of how you can actually use uh, how you can actually use and present your design. This is a real life example that me and my colleague actually used first. We have. Uh, we use this image after uh, in a process slide of how to optimize IT projects after go live. And we first, uh, in a week, we used this image uh, at an internal IT department in a big, uh, big Danish company, and they thought it was really great, and they laughed, and they th said, this is such a funny way to show that we have to move on when we first go live. Then a couple of weeks after that, me and my colleague, we went to uh, to England and presented it to, I think it was a German and uh, German client and an English client, and I think it was an Indian client. And we haven't really thought about the cultural differences. And after we nailed this really tight business schedule and we ended with this, and of course, hoping for a laugh, they were just like totally stone-faced. And we were just looking, what's happening here? And the, and the only thing that they said was, would you please skip that slide? And then we, then we knew they were basically, we wouldn't ever go back there just because of one simple funny slide. So, of course, in some cases it worked, but think of both the target group and also the cultural situation because it, it means the world. That's actually actually relating to the to the further slide also but a really really good trick is just to make your audience laugh take the tension off take the tension off the presentation don't make it don't make it uh, make it too formal make them uh, make them feel comfortable with you that you have to work on and uh, and go forth with this project there's another example that I've actually uh, that I've used a couple of times. Togo also used it, I think. But this actually shows how they, in the 60s, thought the computers would look like in uh, 2004. And basically, just to bring up, this is what they thought the uh, the computers would look like, and this is uh, and this is in no way what happened. So basically, this has nothing to do with the design presentation whatsoever. But they, but you make them think. How, how did it look in the old days? What are we building now? And just put a smile on their face and help them bring it forth. You can do it even more subtle. This is also an example we used in a presentation where we actually lined up a best practice for an e-commerce site that, that we were building. But instead of just saying the following showcase, well, a relevant example of great user experience and so on, this analysis contained 20 examples of great tactics to increase the conversion rate of a booking flow. And if you just have this slide, this is really this is really boring. It's true and it's good, but it's really boring. But if you just add the Chuck Norris ingredients, <laughs> they will both remember your points even better and relieve some of the tension and uh, tension in the audience. And everybody loves Chuck Norris.
Another thing that we have uh, really, really good um, experience with is actually we make digital design, but actually make the digital design physical. So whenever we present a new design, we of course present it on screens and um, so on, but we also make hard printed copies of the website, the front page, the app or whatever it is, just to give, actually to give the clients with home, just to leave them on the desk and they can keep looking at it when they're checking mails and say, that was really, really brilliant. So just a, a small reminder that they can keep going back and forth to it and just let, basically let the design, let the design grow on them and thereby making it even easier for them to purchase this. So even though you present digital and so on, give them something. Give them something they can hone all to and they, and, uh, and looks good, and they can show also to their colleagues, look at this new project, project we're going to build. It works really, really well in mm. dealing also with the, po the politics internally in the, uh, uh, in the departments. And of course, give them a hot model. Now we're almost back at the, at the mask slide. But when you pitch design, just as our uh, just as our exercise with the secret source formula show, it's really good to build something some, uh, something uh, um, business related to put your design into a, into a context or into a into a um, into a setting where they can understand why should they why should they uh, why should they choose this design and how does it differentiate. Even though you present it in words, models and so on really helps to understand how should I, where is this product and how does it help me? So basically this is just an example where you could almost put any client logo in here. All elements must be thought in both in relation to the consumer, the market and of, of course the client. So basically make a, make a diagram where you look at the different different aspects of the business and place your design in the middle, thus showing we're actually solving problems, both for the consumer, the market, and the client themselves. And that's also, it's really, really easy to communicate, and it's really easy to understand. Also, when we saw Christopher yesterday from Airbnb, he also did this... Uh do you all remember the model with the motivation and ability and stuff like that? It's, it's the same trick. It's a, it's a beautiful, simple model, but it just gets into your head, okay, that sounds smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, it sounds smart. And, and nobody can argue with this. Nobody doesn't want to relate both to the market, the end users, and their own brands. Everybody wants to be there. So it's, it's a no-brainer. Other example, give them something they can also tell forth to their boss. For example, an activation, an activation strategy concerning, or for example, dream, plan, go. It's a catchy sentence, and it's also easy, yeah. it's really easy for your stakeholder to communicate this further in the organization. What are you building this new website? No, we're not building a new website. We're making activation strategy with these three strategic elements. That also includes and uh, also includes a website. It's easy to understand the strategy. It's really, really easy to com communicate it. You can go even deeper. For example, what are your what are I'm sorry, this is in Danish, but what are your presence focus in related to the market, uh, market now? This is price, this is technical specification, and what you want to do in the future, you want to have simple usable products that solve the client's problem without having to speculate in relation to installation and product packages. So you go from a technology-driven position to a simplicity-driven position. 
who doesn't want to go from a technology-driven position to a business simplicity-driven situation? So basically, make make the purchase of the design a part of something that also supports their business and their, their future their future position in the market. Other example, for example, you put the always put the user in, put the user in the center. You see all these different aspects that you, all these different platforms you can relate to, but always remember to put the user in the middle. Also, there's not really any company that doesn't want to put the user in, user in the center. We all need to do that. And make, make positions in the market, make it really, really clear where, where are we going from here. And of course, these are made up from, uh, these are made up from, from, it's not Howard Business Review Research. It's basically common sense looking at the market and seeing where, where is the potential, thus making it easier, making it seeing how does this fit into an overall, uh, overall business plan. And our example is just bring, again, showing them where do I, where do I come from to where, where do I, uh, where do I get it? And this is a product focus to a, uh, to a, uh, I can't even read. Uh, to a where the products is secondary, you tell extent, you tell uh, other benefits from the uh, other benefits from the uh, from the product you're selling. It doesn't make any sense this. And this is also a really, really, really strong key factor in uh, key factor in presenting design. This is a bit related also to the target group. But this is also about how do you, how do you play the political game of the corporations before you actually go out to present it. If, for example, you have to present your digital design to a, to a CEO or chief technology officer and so on, remember who are the other stakeholders in the in this presentation? Do you, do you have to get the project manager or the, the technical director or so, so forth on your side? So basically, a really good way of going about this is actually showing them the previous design or bringing them into the process thus being able to uh, able to bring it forth towards the uh, towards a, a top level so it's both about placing in uh, placing your design in this right political environment and also helping using the organization themselves to bring forth your uh, bring forth your design and of course this is a really really strong one of anyone of our generation would remember, this is Steve from Beverly Hills 90210. And basically what this is about, this is do the mullet. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what a mullet is, the mullet is this, is this beauty here. <laughs> and basically what's it about, it's that you must always remember when you pre present a design. And that's also what the pitch formula is about. It's business up front, all this clear cut, clear cut look here, and party in the back. It means that you never, <laughs> that you should never present your design up front. Um, make your design a natural conclusion of your business or your strategic or your target group argumentation, and thereby the uh, the key uh, gatekeeper cannot really uh, cannot really uh, turn it down. And a really good thing about uh, a good way of doing this is actually to use use their own business language. Use, for example, Minsberg or Porter or whoever is hot on uh, on CBS right now, and place place your design within that context, thus making them thus making them understand how how is this a strategic approach and not just an aesthetic approach. 
we have an example here. This is the, uh, the world's best online car booking flow provided by, we have insert logo here, five forces. And if any of you read any business literature, you know this is, this is one of the famous sentences from a business analysis called Michael Porter. And basically, when you, when you place it into a context where, you, oh, this makes so much sense because I know, actually know the background, and also I can see, I can see the design wave. So we, we combine the Porter's five forces vocabulary with the elements we actually build up on the, uh, on the website. And when they, when they get this combination of this is where we need to go business-wise, we can, of course, reveal the design later on, but making it a natural conclusion of our business strategy. And if you're even, <laughs> if you make it even worse, you can actually also use, we used that a couple of times also, but you can use the reverse mullet, which is a really nice image, but that just turn around and say party in the front and business up back, but give them something both to remember and to laugh about and understand what's the context of this design representation. And then other, other really, uh, really strong argument for making a successful design presentation is actually as much as you can do it at the home of your own office or your own agency or wherever it is you're comfortable. Because it, when you're presenting design and presenting, presenting aesthetics, it's extremely important that, for example, the screen works, that there's not too much light, sunlight, and so you can't see all the details and so on. So in Best case, you can bring you can bring back uh, you can uh, bring the clients or your gatekeepers to your own home just to make sure that that all the audio and so on that it really works. And if in some cases, of course, you can't uh, you can't always bring a C-level director back to the agency. Just bring the equipment so you're pretty sure that it works. We've numerous times dragged large uh, large computer screens and so on to the to the clients just to make sure we don't have to present on their uh, crappy presenter and so on. So have it in mind that it's extremely central that all the environment and all the elements for presenting is top-notch for selling this aesthetic uh, solution in. So basically, just to uh, sum up what we've been talking about today, it's basically, it's pitch the problem, not the solution. What's the, pro what's the problem that we're, actually, uh, that we're actually solving with our design? And we pitch the public by doing the mullet, that's a business up front, party in the back, and of course always flanked with a hot model to make it, uh, to make it accessible and understandable. Any questions or paralyzed audience? Let's see if, does it work? Hi, uh, I'm Camilla from Novo Nordisk. Uh, thank you for a very uh, inspiring uh, session here. Uh, so with us, we are uh, currently, we're a design, an internal design agency uh, in a very tech-driven, uh, classical, um, mechanical uh, setup. And we're talking a lot about storytelling um, and a lot about what I hear, especially from these last seven uh, kind of key things you had here was a lot about storytelling, but I'm just curious to, to know what are your thoughts on the relationship between storytelling and pitching? I think pitching is, pitching is basically storytelling. 
it's about putting it into a putting it into a larger context. And of course, numerous ways to do storytelling. For example, like lining up a user journey of how to use the uh, the future product could be a really really strong pitch element too, where you can actually see how would the user approach it. Like the guys who mentioned that they will in the future use uh, use real life settings and so on. So basically, yeah, what's it about? It's a storytelling. Put put the design into a story, and the story can both be user oriented or business oriented or whatever, but it's it's making it, if you place it in a story, it's also a lot easier for your clients or whoever gatekeepers want to buy it to actually understand where do we bring this forth and how do I actually sell it on to the in the organization. So that pretty much it, pretty much is, is the key. Um. <coughs> As regard to the startup pitch formula, yeah. do you have a similar formula for presenting wireframes? It's the same thing, I would say. Uh, say there's a lot of, of, of things that aren't going to be answered when uh, presenting the wireframe. Mm. A wireframe is much more content. Yeah, but I think you should see the pitch formula as the first step in presenting the entire process. Okay. If they if if they buy the pitch formula, they'll be ready and eager to hear the rest where we go into the details. This is how we convert the flow. This is how, so for all the other elements, but we have to get, but we have to get our, our key gatekeepers to buy into the pitch first, buy into the story before they have any, any interest in buying the rest. And also a lot of our, a lot of our co uh, uh, customers and, and uh, corporation we work with, they're not designers, and they, they really, in most cases, really don't even understand a wireframe. They can't see why is it all why is it all black and white and so forth. Basic questions. So basically, we have to we have to put it in this context just to make them interest enough to actually involve in the deep uh, the deep questions within the wireframe or the uh, the UX. So would you, on our, on my first meeting, presenting the uh, the pitch mm. and the wireframe, for example, yeah. going home doing corrections. Mm. Then going back, presenting the design, what would I start with? They already have the pitch, but I want to, you know, um, make them ready for the big design. We're sort of missing an in-between thing. I think with the when when you, I think it's it's almost the same because I do wireframes and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of like this the same exercise because if you're pitching a wireframe, one way of that would be like presenting a wireframe would be like, okay, I have a, you know, the traditional wireframe is like a, you have a cross for, a, for an image. So one way of presenting a wireframe would be, okay, here I have an image, here I have some text, and here I have uh, some news, and uh, here I have a footer. That would be presenting. But if you try and do the same thing with this and then try to, to pitch the wireframe, you would go like, okay, up here I have this, this, this big area for, for your most important products. That is the first part. And down here, I have the three uh, latest news that you have picked out to be, that, that you think is important to be on the front page. I've put them here. And that's like an, another way of presenting, instead of presenting the wireframe as what it is, it's just an image and, it, uh, and it's just text, then talk about what, what's it, what is its purpose. I have this great area because you've got beautiful products, so I want to use a lot of space for presenting your beautiful products, and that's why I've used all this area here. And you got some uh, some really good news, and uh, you have uh, this this whole department that are doing great stuff. So I, I want to really emphasize all the great work they're doing by having the three latest news right here. And that's like 
different. So instead of you're, you're trying to pitch why, why the, the content, the, the, the content elements, instead of just pitching the, what, what the, the actual wireframe, okay, image, news, news, footer, link, 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 or stuff like that. So that's, it's the same. I have good experience in uh, sometimes because I'm a UX developer, also a web designer. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it would be easier just to jump in the design. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I get a lot of content questions related to the yeah. design. Yeah. So a lot of times I've before presenting the design, I make a really scrappy uh, yeah. wireframe version. Yeah. So I can start by explaining content, why yeah. I put things yeah. here, yeah. and get that and out of the way. Maybe we could so take an example from yeah, exactly. Only can relate to to design. Sometimes uh, we uh, can we take this one. I just want to take this. Actually, can I just show an example? So actually, this is a, a real life example. But what I often do is before presenting the actual uh, wireframe, I, I go with this kind of uh, blocks showing the different elements of the wireframe, what what it what it contains, and what the the purpose of the wireframe is. So in between this and this, there is a, a wireframe. So before I just jump in and present the wireframe, I would do something like this, just showing like what is the key elements on, on, on the page. So this is a, a booking page. This is for users who wants to book a car. So of course, first I want to make it really easy for, for users to, to book a car. So that's an area I have here. Then I want to, to, uh, to tell the users that, that uh, it's, it's really easy. If you get in any kind of trouble or you want help, you can just call us. So I have a service area. And uh, I want to tell the story that, that this uh, car rental has stations or places where you can pick up the car uh, all over the country. So I want to really emphasize that USP. So I'm, I'm showing the proximity part that you can get this rental car everywhere. And that's what you see here. So that is like, I always do a presentation of the, before I present a wireframe, I would do the, the, the key blocks of the, the, the page and the, the purpose of the page, actually. Yes, yeah, so it's really simplifying the wireframe because when you look at a wireframe, it could be really detailed, uh, detailed, and here it just gets more easy. Why, you d why, why did you do this? Why, why did you structure the page uh, in that way? Okay, we have to have other ones asking questions. Is that okay, oh, Sorry. <laughs> you can keep going with Toge all lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. You can. <laughs> sorry. Okay, this is uh, Peter from MobilePay, and like I said, I'm the client, so I'm the kind of the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. So um, now you re revealed all your dirty tricks, so you're not able to cheat me anymore. No, uh, but it's uh, a shame. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, well, I, I'm not interested in, in uh, buying in on, on, a, on a great pitch. I'm interested in, in having the right design because yeah. afterward, after you're you uh, are leaving, it's my headache to implement yeah. the right design. So, so what are your take on that? What can you do to help me? I think it's 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 a, it's a 99% uh, of all the clients that we present design for wouldn't never said, sit in a design matters conference. So actually you're, you're, you're quite special because you actually have a lot deeper understanding on what it is that we're making both in relation to UX, wireframing and so on. So this is, ba so if, if, we, if we have a project with a really, uh, with a, a ex very experienced client. The process is, of course, very, very different because it's a more, it's more like a, a, an, 
even tighter and a tighter cooperation because you can use each other so much. But most of most of our clients really don't are not that interested in going that deep into it. They just basically want to see how do we make this work for you. So I think I don't know if I answer your questions, but you are not a typical client. Okay. No, exactly. Oh, but, but the thing is, I, I I will do the pitch myself hmm. because I need I need to sell sell in the, the design afterwards yeah. to to uh, yeah to others in, in yeah, my. Exactly. Organization, but and I, and I think I think that's a lot of our work. Actually, yeah. is is to help the mm. clients look good in front of their bosses. Yeah. So that's a lot of what we do. Yeah. Like, uh, of, of course, they're really good at it themselves, but we also we just help help them help them out. Um, yeah, to look good, uh, actually. Um, so, and I, and yeah. and sometimes I think that that pitching it sounds like really evil. Like it's like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but but it's not. Also, pitching is also for me. It's it's that also just to be able to communicate about what you're actually doing also to your grandma or your friend or whatever so you can you can get feedback actually on your design not only from designers but also non-designers so it's also a way of getting feedback is that that you can being able to pitch your design then you can get feedback from somebody who don't necessarily knows design and I, w I would think, I don't know your work situation, but a lot of the pe persons you actually have to bring forth whatever solutions you are working on don't have that deep inside knowledge that do you have. So actually a good story or a good model or anything else that actually help you bring forth to make your solution look even better would mm -hmm. both help the agency, but of course also help you eternally in your organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, good question. Anything else? Excellent. Um, I'm Aubrey from Flanday. Uh, just a quick question re uh, regarding the pitch pattern or guidelines that you had. Uh, is it only applicable for the non-designers, or what if I'm collaborating with other designers? Do you have um, also a different guidelines or pitch guidelines or pattern? Mm -hmm. I think that the it, it depends on where where you start, but but uh, I think the, the the idea of pitching. Design is also very good in internally in a design group, like f just as a tool for talking about design. Because instead of focusing on on the colors and how it looks, that it's it's more interesting to start a brainstorm actually with just just pitching your ideas and saying, okay, I'm gonna make a new design. I haven't been doing any pixels yet. I'm just pitching you an idea. Okay, can we make uh, for instance, how can we make uh, the Plan Day tool much more much more fun or how can we use uh, gamification to change plan day? Or wouldn't it, like that? That's that's kind of like pitching internally. So you've, so, so I, I think you could use it a lot just internally yeah. as designers. I don't know if that's your question, but but um. yeah. Normally, uh, with me and Fleming, we just talk about the colors and then the font and the styles, etc. Yeah. But I think it's totally different from the pitch guidelines that you had. Yeah. That one I could use with the uh, the marketing department or the users or clients. Yeah. 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 Ask the experts. <laughs> hmm? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah, just for so you have the like the I don't know the formula, but is that just like overall guidance, or do you actually like is that like does that more or less define like the words that you say? Maybe not that you write on the slide, but that you say like right away, or do you or is that just like does that just form? Like help you sort of put together the overall arc of your 
like your deck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's 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 a basic foundation that you work on top of. It's more, yeah, it's more of a mindset than a formula. Okay. But it it really helps when starting starting to work with it to use be a bit more slave of the formula. And when you sort of get it get it under your skin, you of course bring it out depending on clients and what the setting. But have it in your back and use it your own way. It's not it's not missile than stone. It's it's something that you should have in the back yeah. of your head. It's a mindset. Sure. Cool. Mm. Thanks. Maybe you can, could you talk to us about how did you do? Because you're actually pitching like, okay, how do we improve? How do we improve ability and how do we improve motivation? So what did you do? Yeah, like in the examples that I showed yesterday. Yeah, um, because that's, that is for me is pitching. Yeah, uh, what do we do? Um, yeah, so I think a big part of it is, is for, so my role as a researcher is often to, to like help people understand the problem, mm -hmm. so um, I, what I what I like to do is mix qualitative and quantitative arguments. Mm -hmm. So um, I showed some survey data, yeah. which like I usually don't do a lot of survey data just because mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's the most useful method. But but I knew that the people that I was working with, it was like the first time that they had really worked with user research, so. Um, I knew that they that they would understand that would like resonate with them. Showing graphs that yeah. they could identify with it was like yeah. that's like a way in to like uh, sort of open their mind and make them listen. It's yeah. a dirty trick. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> a dirty trick. And then and then I like supplemented it with um, like it was an open ended service, so there were a lot of quotes. So I had like some really powerful quotes illustrating either confusion or like uh, the thing that people wanted. Depending, uh, there were a couple different yeah. studies I did, but like quotes to sort of bring it to life, and, and then supplemented with like sort of the quantitative feel of of like survey data hmm. and that and then that enough with that was enough that was like my role and then I worked with, like I said with designers and hmm. other people too so just just illustrating the problem was enough and then the designers then took it from there and and helped illustrate like what what like the future could look like yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah cool. great thanks all hmm? right Q&A, both sides of the, the room. Yeah. So are we done? Because we have to close exactly yeah, we, at, yeah, at, at 12 o'clock. Okay, I think we have room for one last question before we, uh, we go to lunch, before the lunch is ready. Does anyone have anything else to say? Okay. It's all crystal clear. Oh. But I think you had a lot of questions, so you were good. But we have uh, Thomas over here. Last question, thank you. Uh, my question is regarding what if you're pitching uh, through Skype or anything like if the, if the customer is abroad? Hmm. It, it's the same thing, but it's harder. It's, it's as, a, as all, all the elements that doesn't really make it really intimate makes it harder. It's harder for both Toga and I to present in English and then in Danish because it's not our native language. It's really hard to present on Skype and it's worst time in hell to do it over a telephone call. So basically, it does, it's just elements that makes it even even harder to, uh, so as long, it's actually back to the home sweet home. If you can bring him home and seduce them with laughs and sassy models, it's, it's working even better. Mm. Okay, and you could hear them clapping in the next room. I think we should give them an even bigger applause <laughs> in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.